0: Welcome to this week's Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends, one at a time.
1: Now here's your host,
0: Chris Brown.
2: Welcome to folks, this week's anglers channel insider podcast brought to you by ranger boats powered by mercury marine shot to life by rely on lithium batteries tailor-made lithium giving you the most power to make the most of your time on the water check out rely on use code anglers channel for 10 percent off i am chris brown and i am excited why am i excited because it's the 200th freaking episode of this crazy-ass show, and we have got a night planned for you guys. I am excited. I got Social Ninja David on the screen. I got AC Insider KG on the screen, which I have a sound bite for you, but I didn't get it done in time. And, of course, we can never forget long-lost friend of the show, the one and only, if I can find it, Michelle Never give Eichstead. Up. Never give up! <laughs> that scream says it all right there. Michelle, welcome back to the circus. How the hell are you? Just going to be honest with you. I'm, Thank I'm excited. You. Thanks. Thanks for letting me
3: third wheel again. I'm wow. good.
2: What? Currently... Third- Third wheel. Okay. Third wheel. Right. Fourth wheel. I think you're the fourth wheel on the bus. Oh, it's
3: like yeah. you three.
2: Well, yeah. So there you are. Fourth wheel on the bus. I mean, so every, everything good in, in Kakalaki over there? Y'all, you good? Everything happening good over there?
3: I don't read anyway, so you can just chalk it up to my math skills. Okay. All right. It's good. The hurricane's here right now. So yeah. Good. How good. are y'all? Well,
2: we're good. Hurricane come through here today. So, well, it's technically I mean, not a hurricane anymore, but it's tropical storm, whatever you want to just call it. a lot of rain. A lot of rain. A lot of rain. I, I have a river. I was actually flipping uh, trees in my back here earlier today, KG. I'm like, you cool. know, didn't get any bites, but I, I, I was flipping them. Working out, I'm going to throw a swim bait down the sidewalk here in just a little while because it's underwater too. So, um, I was going to pull the glider out, but uh, I thought, nah, they're not going to bite that not yet. It's a little late. So, but they don't have to uh, bite it. It's fun just watching. I, it really is. It really is. It's, David Zhang, how the hell are you, my friend? Pretty good. I, I guess I, I lasted this
4: David, long. I ought to be David, this is our
0: 200th show. Yeah. You got a rally, Chris. son. Step <laughs> it up.
5: Hold on, Chris. It is your 200th show. That's what You're I was gonna the say. only one that's been able to. <laughs> to be on for, for 200 episodes.
2: But y'all have been around for a hundred and some odd, I, I feel certain. So a few. I feel like it's, it's been a while, but it's it's our 200th episode, guys. This is cool. This is a big deal. It nice. is. Have you
4: guys ever, uh, it's been a while, but I, if you listen to how CB's voice is right now compared to how it was in episode one. Oh my God. There's just, <laughs> wait, I mean a thousand times like more enthusiasm in, in his voice today. Than well, I here's respect. the
2: deal. Here's the deal. <laughs> Show one, I was scared to death. I didn't know what was going out, going to happen, right? I had this script, I'm reading it, and I'm like, welcome to the English Channel Insider Podcast. Brought to, you know, I didn't know what was happening, Right. And uh, so as it grows on, after 200 shows, you get a little more familiar with it. You feel like you're doing something halfway right. I don't know. We still have listeners every week, so... Like you're doing something right with it. So
5: And David, we weren't we weren't there then either. So some of his enthusiasm, I'm sure, is because he gets to look at us while he's doing it. Now. <laughs> I, I
2: don't about Zoom, <laughs> Zoom was not a thing when we started this two hundred episodes ago. It was um it was bad, boys. I'm just going and girls, it was bad. I'm just gonna be really honest with you. It I wouldn't go back to the beginning. If you're new to the show, I'd start now and let's go forward because uh they're, they're just gonna get better from here, right, Michelle?
3: Yeah, I mean, but there are some good episodes back there. Like, don't be shy.
2: We we had a few. We had a few, and um, you know, we've had some memorable ones. We've had some crazy ones, um, and we've had some that is just like I'm scratching my head, going, "Why did I even push record on that show?" Right? And it shows in our downloads. It really does. So it's uh, it's pretty comical. But
5: but Chris, I've been around you for quite a while now, yep. and. Um, you know, one thing I noticed with you right off the bat is you're, you're not afraid to kind of jump in and start something. But at the same time, you're really never satisfied. You're always going to push the envelope and figure out how to do things better. And well, I think that shows in the podcast as well. You've, well, you've pretty much done that since day one.
2: I appreciate that. Well, you kind of have to uh, in this day and age with uh, social media and um, everything else that goes on. I mean, you know, when I started in this industry 20 years ago, we had an off season and uh, it was right around the 1st of October, and we went to January 1st. I remember that, you know, we'd kind of not shut down, but you kind of forecast what you were doing for the next year, and then we'd go duck hunting, right? And I spent 60 days a year every morning in a duck blind, and you can't do that now. I mean, you just can't. You've got too much going on, too much to do and uh, too many things you have to get done over the course of a week to, to even take that kind of time anymore, and, and I love it that way. I love being busy. I love having things to do. I love having things to look forward to. We've got stuff on the TV side we're looking forward to, stuff on the tournament side we're looking forward to, and this podcast thing, um, I mean, it's just gone nuts for us. It's been been really, really good, and so with that, 200 shows. I'll bring you guys in here. I, I, kudos to KGU and David. I mean, two hours a week y'all put up with me and it feels like more plus all the tech. Like there's some mornings I'll wake up at like two in the morning to the dog out. And I got like 25 text messages from you guys. Y'all are going nuts. And then Michelle, we rope you into this deal some way, somehow. And kind of as the voice of reason, which has not yet worked, but it's been pretty comical. But, um, you know, so kudos to you guys for hanging in there with me. I mean, and for believing in this crazy show, because at some point I was, I'm fully expecting one or both of all of y'all to say, you know what, I'm out. I'm done. CB, you're off the rails. This is, and I've been off the rails. Matter of fact, our buddy Jason Duran, he and I recorded the show one time that when we got done with the opening segment, he said, you can't air that. And I said, sure I can. He said, you can't air that. And I said, why not? And he said, you'll be banned from life if you air that segment. And uh, I went back and listened. It was pretty bad. So we don't, I mean, I've had to re-record a segment before because it was bad. So that's just me and my opinions and all that good stuff. But we have had a really good time for 200 episodes, and we will have a great bigger time for 200 more. I feel certain of that. With that said, I'll be remiss. We just talked about the hurricane slash tropical storm. Please know that the only reason we're doing this show tonight is to hopefully bring a little bit of joy into the lives of those that are hurting on the Gulf Coast right now. Um, you know, I've heard this from other other shows and talked to other people that aren't doing shows this week because of things that are going on down there. But we got to bring a little bit of hope, a little bit of life. And a little bit of excitement back into those folks. We were at a, uh, a hotel in Birmingham over the weekend and met several families from New Orleans, uh, from Louisiana and Mississippi area. And, um, you know, last Thursday, there was no hurricane. And all of a sudden it popped up out of nowhere and they had to scramble and make a mad dash. And so I want to let those folks know we are thinking about you. We are praying for you. Um, I know Hank Cherry. Class uh, Classic Champs got a, uh, a GoFundMe deal going and, and others. So you guys, please keep those folks in your prayers. Uh, we would certainly appreciate that. Um, with that said, September the 1st, Wednesday, there has been rumors that there's going to be a big announcement today on the 1st about a schedule from the Bass Pro Tour the tour that David was pissed off that they did not announce at ICAST. I mean, he was visibly upset, KG, visibly upset. He was mad, wasn't he, Michelle, at ICAST? I guess it's good no, thing okay. I wasn't there because I wouldn't have been able to take that. So <laughs> he,
3: he had to make their snacks, though. <laughs>
2: yeah, he did. Yeah, he and Vance were in that snack pile real quick, <laughs> weren't they? He's like, you're not giving me a schedule. I'm eating your damn snacks. Watch I me, right? Like so snacks. he's eating the snacks. And um and so we heard a rumor they were coming out. I called my buddy Joe O'Pager and I said, Joe, give me the scoop. What's happened? He said, Might come out Wednesday, might not. We're not sure. We're still working on it. I said, Joe, you know what'd be awesome. And this is where KG doubted me, right here, folks. This is where KG doubted me. I said, Joe I didn't doubt you, I was pushing you. You you doubted me, KG. I know I, I know this look. I know the voice. So I said, Joe, what would be awesome, since I'm a BPT hater, right? What would be awesome is if we could break bread together, Joe, if we could come together and we could announce the schedule on the 200th episode of the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast and we could announce this to the world right here, to our thousands and thousands of listeners, right here, announce it. And Joe said, that's a great idea. I said, I know, right? That's a great idea. I'll let you know. We've been pushing Joe and pushing Joe and pushing Joe and pushing Joe. Joe, we gotta do this. And there's rumors somebody else is gonna do it. And then somebody else is gonna I said, Joe, you cannot do this to me. Joe, you gotta come on this show and you gotta you gotta be a part of the show. So coming up here in just a minute, I'm waiting for him to dial into the Zoom. Joe O'Pager, PR director for MLF, Major League Fishing. Go ahead, David. Mm. Sorry.
4: Make sure you get his last name. I think his last name is actually Opogger. Why are you doing this to me? <laughs> hey, you know, you're talking about breaking bread and, like, I'm just making sure that he does not, like, you know, back up because, man, I've known CB for so long, he still can't get my last name
5: right.
3: Oh, David, coming from somebody who has a last name that everybody gets wrong, Never you get over up! it real fast, Never okay?
2: Ah! Hey, it's real simple. Don't take the box. Exactly right, KG. Right, I. You know what? I got a sound bite for that too, David. But I don't have it loaded up either. I, I'm behind on my soundbite. I got two good ones. That I can't. I haven't gotten lined up yet. But I, I've got to get them done. So anyway, back to this. Joe Opeger up Opager. is going to be on the show coming up here. Waiting for him to dial into the Zoom. And we're going to reveal right here. It's not going to come out till later on today. We're going to reveal right here the 2022. Bass Pro Tour schedule. Speaking of that, let me push this button right here. How about Brother Joe? Brother Joe. Brother Joe. We're gonna get him into the I here we go. Let's know. see. If we, let's see if we can do Brother Joe. Is he connecting? He's connecting. Let's see. Is he coming? Brother Joe? What's
1: happening, guys? How are you, he buddy? Is. Doing great. How are you guys doing? Well,
2: I was doing really good until David Zhang up here pronounce your last name for me, Joe.
1: <laughs> oh Pogger.
2: Oh, David, you bastard. Joe Opogger. I've been calling you Opogger. Joe Opogger. Joe, I'm sorry. I love oh, you. Oh yeah, I know. You know no, that,
1: no, so. it's kind of something that I've dealt with pretty much my whole life, so not a huge deal. David, thank you. Uh but no, not a big deal. Thank you guys very much for having me on and uh congrats. Episode 200. That's pretty damn cool.
2: 200th episode, it all worked out and uh we get to have you on the show, Joe, and Joe, you and I have talked a bunch over the years. I uh, had a nice heart-to-heart at ICAST and, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and so, But, um, I mean, you made the move to Major League Fishing when, when they bought FLW, and I applauded that move. I was worried about you. I applauded that move. That's the best thing they ever could have done was to retain you for the position that you're
1: in. Ah, uh, shucks. You're way too nice. But thank you very much. Obviously, that uh, that was kind of a crazy time period in the sport. Everything was up in the air. with. We- we all were pretty nervous, you know, we didn't know how it was going to shake out, but, you know, two years into it now, it's it's been really a blessing for me and my family. I mean, sure. you know, I, I don't, I, I, it's tough to say what would have happened with FLW over these last two years if it would have stuck around business as usual. I don't know if there would have been a business as usual. So I'm very grateful uh, in the acquisition and that I was given an opportunity. And, uh, yeah, I love what I do. Thank you very much for the kind words.
2: Absolutely. Well, at ICAST this year, you guys released the Pro Circuit schedule for next year and the Toyota schedule for next year. And now I can pick on David because David was visibly upset that y'all did not announce the BPT schedule to the point where (laughs) he ate all of your snacks in your booth, I think, that day. So
1: Well, yeah. I was upset as well. I mean, <laughs> leading up to the event, not in David, of course, I mean, the snacks are fun, but now leading up to the event, it kind of was the plan to roll out the pro circuit and the Bass Pro Tour schedule. Uh, unfortunately, just the way things lined up with some of the host organizations and getting the confirmations that we needed to and stuff just wasn't quite ready. And, you know, we didn't want to announce half of a schedule. Sure. So made the decision to uh, just roll with the Toyota series in the pro circuit. And, you know, here we are, you know, Six weeks later, we're ready to go. So, okay. thank you very much for having me on the and the opportunity to roll it out here on the podcast.
2: Well, we're we're very excited about it. Thanks for uh, for for listening to my suggestion and, and actually making it happen, Joe. We we appreciate that more than you know, and appreciate you. So, I'm gonna let you run through the schedule. We'll go we'll oh. go uh, stage by stage here if you want to. Uh, I don't want to take away your thunder or steal your thunder. So we'll let you we you you announce it and we'll talk about <laughs> it. And uh, yes, before hey, we'll I go get, to get into that,
1: I did need to say hello to Michelle. Okay. Hi, Michelle. Sorry. Haven't seen you in quite some time, <laughs> but yeah, g- great to see you again. And hey, K- KG as well, Kenneth Grover. Nice to see you guys as well. So,
2: so you know, it, it's great you call in by KG because you actually play our U Pickums. You listen to this crazy show. I Why I don't know, but and you listen to the show, you play the U Pickums game, and you've been so close to winning. I mean, uh-huh. there's a trophy back here with your name on that box right there. It's got trophies in it, dude. I'm just waiting to send one to your home.
1: Yep, yep. I'm going to earn it the right way. I don't want any freebies. <laughs> I want I want to play the full field. I want to beat everybody and win. Like okay. I said, I've been very, very close. Yeah. One of these months, it's going to be my time. So, okay. yeah, keep those trophies shined up. <laughs> He's got a spot fort right there, Right there behind him. Yeah, him, right? Absolutely. Right there it'll, behind him. It'll live him, so. on the shelf behind, no doubt. There you go. So, so let's get into the basketball. Yeah, let's game, do it. Huh? Let's do it. All right. So uh, again, this will be our fourth season of the Major League Fishing Bass Pro Tour. Um, We are kicking off February 5th through 10th. Stage one will be in West Monroe, Louisiana. Uh, Three fisheries that I've got to be completely honest, I don't know anything about, but they sound awesome Uh, Caney Creek Reservoir, Lake D'Arbonne, and Bussy Break Lake. Okay. Um, Probably. yeah, one of the benefits of the Bass Pro Tour, and uh, KG, I heard you talking last week. I know you're not a huge fan of the anglers being split into groups, <laughs> but splitting them into groups uh, allows us to kind of visit some of these smaller fisheries that we haven't seen before. So I'm really excited about stop number one and uh, looking forward to hear what you guys think about it. I, I
2: love this. I, I love the fact that. And he's calling Kenneth out this is getting better and better <laughs> we could have asked for a better tune episode here on this this is that, perfect so. that's okay
5: you know what I've done a
2: little research on this one okay well let's hear it um
5: th- th- this one interests me because uh, it was three locations I'd heard of Canyon Creek and Lake darbone but I'd not heard of Bussy lake or Bussy lake however you pronounce it
1: yeah I believe it's bussy break i, I believe so
5: When I started looking at it, I realized Caney Creek's like 5,200 acres. Right. Lake Garbonne's pretty decent at (laughs) 15,250. But the other one, 2,200 acres.
2: That's a final day lake, isn't it?
1: I believe that is going to be the case. I think the first couple rounds of competition are going to be on on the bigger fisheries, and then the final day is going to Bussy Break. Okay. Uh, but I also, I'm not sure that that's been 100% set in stone yet either.
5: So, And apparently it's a managed lake, and it had been um, off limits. It, sometime in 2020, they'd closed it, done a lot of major repairs and stuff that's just recently opened up. Hmm. So that's, I think that's going to be very interesting. It's going to be very little information ahead of time for those fisheries.
2: Yeah, for sure. Probably the best part about this is this is one of the lakes that Jason and David have a hard time pronouncing. The so that's uh, that's that's probably been one of the one of the better parts. I like this deal. I, I like the fact you're going to Louisiana. I like the fact you're starting there and, and you're not starting in Florida. Um, I, I I will give kudos that there are no Florida fisheries on this. I know your trip advisor guy, whatever his, whatever his title is, Michael Malone. You know, Florida is his his territory down there. I, I'm curious to know how J.T. Kinney is going to do hosting some of these deals talking about them because if we're not in Florida I'm not sure he knows anything about anywhere else but anyway but no I do like uh, I do like stage one so David about you how do you feel about it
4: um definitely like it like Joe kind of touched upon and this is something I wish happened a bit more because I think it, it goes back to the roots of what the original MLF format that whole tv show stuff was visiting these smaller um lesser known venues I know that uh a lot of it when people look at, well, how come all these tours go to the same lakes? A lot of it's down to tourism money being spent and stuff like that. But I definitely like that one just because you're looking at um, fisheries that probably aren't really known outside of that, you know, local or regional areas. So that's one thing I really like about that one.
2: Yep. Yep. For sure. Michelle, you good?
3: Yeah. Good. I like when you oh, go to okay. multiple lakes, just because I think it it's good for competition because you can't just, Focus when you practice on one lake, like you've got multiples. If you make it to the last day and you never go there and practice, you you're clueless. Right. So I like that.
1: Okay. All right. Stage two, Joe. Stage two, moving on February 19th through 24th. Stage two will be at Lake Fork in Lake Fork, Texas. Some I'm some giants. You
2: know, I, beside each of these, I wrote down either like or love. And I love fork. I'm excited about y'all going to fork in, in word. That could be, depending on the weather, that could be a huge, huge tournament, uh, for you guys. So
1: I spoke to the host organizations this morning, working on the press release and getting quotes from them and everything. And, uh, yeah, he expects uh, a couple anglers to go over the century club in, oh. in one day in the event. And he also expects to see a 13 or 14 pounder. He said, uh, he definitely thinks that, that could happen. So, I mean, a 13 pounder, that's, that's ridiculous. And if we can, you know, start off early season that way, just building momentum for the entire year.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
5: That's definitely one that the anglers will be trying to get their heavy hitter fish in on.
1: Absolutely.
2: Joe, let me ask you this. We're going further. Cause Kenneth just pointed on it, but how much input do anglers have from BPT on the locations?
1: Um, they do. I mean, every year, like I said, Michael Malone, who's an, our director of event partnerships and kind of is the man in charge of creating the schedule. I mean, he gets input from the anglers each year, you know, where, uh, what local fisheries are great, you know, where sure. do you want to go? What do you want to see? So all that's taken into effect. Uh, obviously, you know, some anglers, uh, live on Gunnersville and everybody wants to go to Gunnersville or somewhere in, in North Alabama, where they really have the, you know, the edge almost, but he surveys the entire field, gets feedback, and, you know, there's a lot that goes into it, of course, but they have some, no doubt. Okay. All right. Very you, cool. You and know, I, honestly, I think one you of the. Kind of see that coming up here as we get a little yeah. further down the list. So <laughs> I think one of the advantages
5: of, of being able to do that, though, is a lot of these lakes go in cycles. We see it all the time. You know, every so many years are kind of up and down and having local anglers kind of having their finger on the pulse of the lake and kind of give you an idea of, okay, which ones are on the rise and which ones aren't and kind of maybe help you stay off the ones that are kind of in decline. Yeah, absolutely.
1: For sure. All right, stage three, Joe. Stage three, March 2nd through 7th, will be held in Coleman, Alabama at Lewis Smith Lake, home of the Lee brothers.
2: The Lee brothers, the Wigginses, all, everybody's there. So, Absolutely. Uh, you yeah. got uh, you got quite a crowd there. And in my like-love department on these, I put not so much on this one, Joe. And I think you and I texted on that one. I love Smith Lake. Don't get me wrong. Sure. But, dude, y'all's timing on this one just kills me. I'm sorry. It's on top yeah. of some other stuff. The first three, you're kind of skirting around some other events, but – This one's right on top of one, and um, that's the only thing that kills it for me. But I I hate to be honest with you, but I am. I mean, it's just part of it. So
1: I would expect nothing less, CB. It's all good. (laughs) And we definitely knew, you know, when we're rolling this out some schedule, like being at the same time as the Bassmaster Classic, it was going to kind of tick some people off. Uh, However, that being said, I mean, we're running a business, and we have to kind of make the decisions that are best for the business. Uh, You know, booking the Toyota Series – the pro circuit and the BPT. And so guys can fish all the circuits if they want to right. across the board. Getting that all worked out, that, that's kind of a challenge. Uh, another challenge is, you know, we try to do the majority of our fishing in the first two quarters of the year right. when fishing is the best, when viewership is the best. It's another factor that goes into it. And then also, the decision had been made that we really wanted to get three tournaments, three regular season bass pro tour events in before Redcrest this year. So with the Pro Circuit and the Toyota Series schedule out already, there was only so many dates left. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate that it's at the same time as the Bassmaster Classic, but it is what it is, and uh, we're just going to see how it all shakes out. Sure.
2: Absolutely. Let me ask you this. Has there been a John Cox confirmation for BPT for 2022?
1: Can you tell uh, me that? We, we don't have any <laughs> BPT roster confirmations yet for 2022. Uh, you know, the final event of the season is coming up. Next week, sure, we're going to have some pro circuit qualifiers. We announced last week we may have, you know, some departures from the basketball tour, whether it's you know, retirement or medical or going to another circuit. We don't know, so everything's kind of up in the air at this point. Okay, uh, obviously, we are aware that John qualified for the classic and extremely proud of him in doing that. You know, it's a hell of a story, and we're huge fans of John Cox, sure, he's the cover of the magazine right now, so (laughs) but. With, uh, you know, the 79 other guys, we couldn't necessarily try to shuffle everything around for one guy. Sure. And and yeah, just. It is what it is, unfortunately. Well,
2: I give kudos to, to those who pick the groups and the way that's done, because this year in 2021, it seems like if he was at an Elite Series event, he was in Group B for a uh, BPT event, and it, it just seemed to kind of work out for him. So whoever did that, if that was on purpose, that was uh, that was a good call there to at least kind of kind of play with, with both fields there. So, all right. So stage one, Caney Creek, Lake Near Bond, Bussy Break. Stage two at four, Work stage three at Smith Lake and Coleman, and, and fishing then fishing will be great on Smith Lake. It will be good at Smith that Lake. That time, yes, it will. It will. That's for sure. So then we go to the Red Crest.
1: Yes, Red Crest 2022. No surprises here. I mean, we. This is how it's supposed to shake out. Uh, you know, earlier this year in 2021, obviously with everything kind of getting juggled up. You know, we had to make that le- uh, the late shift to Lake Eufaula. But now uh, we're going back to Grand Lake. I mean, this was the plan all along. Sure. Um, you know, March 23rd through 27th, we're going to have a huge uh, outdoor expo in Tulsa that uh, we're really looking forward to kind of, basically, it's our coming out party. I mean, we haven't really been able to, to blow it out like we've wanted to the last couple of years. Uh, so all, all signs are go right now. And uh, we're looking forward to Red Crest 22 in Tulsa. Okay.
2: All right. Very cool. And I think I sent you a text with a nice little surprise there. As of now, my calendar is clear for Redcrest. You asked me this at ICAST. If I would come to a Redcrest as of now, as for now, I'll be there, Joe.
1: Perfect. Perfect. And, and that invitation goes to David and KG and Michelle as well. We want the whole group there. So.
2: Oh, you don't want us all there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I do. We absolutely
2: do. It's a
4: party.
3: You bring all the bullshit, Joe. Like
2: Perfect. We fit right in. That, yeah. You may want us all there. Chris <laughs> doesn't want us all there. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with that. It'll be great. So
3: David brings my cooler full of white claws and then game over.
2: Uh oh. If the white claws are out, we're all in trouble. So, all right. From the Red Crest, we go to heavy hitters in uh, mid April.
1: Yes. April 9th through 14th. Uh, the General Tire Heavy Hitters event this year is going to be, or in 2022, excuse me, will be held at Lake Palestine. Also was kind of caught up in all of the Redcrest drama earlier this year, you know, when we shifted from Grand Lake. Originally, we were going to Lake Palestine, then they got hammered with that huge winter storm that kind of shut everything down, and and it forced our shift to Lake Eufaula. So we definitely, you know, had them in the back of their minds that we had to go there at some point. And, you know, mid-April, it's going to be lights out. We're going to see some monster fish, and it's going to be a great venue for our heavy hitters.
2: Yeah, weather-wise, I think, you know, y'all could hit these all really, really at a good time. And um, Palestine in April should be really, really good. Wouldn't you think, KG? Uh, Definitely. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
5: I mean, several of the anglers last year, you know, they were practicing before it got cut off. And, you know, the the reports from that lake were were really good. I I know a a lot of them were disappointed they couldn't fish it.
2: For sure, but you came to Eufala, had a good event there. So Dustin Cannell, yep. local guy, wins it. So you can't, you know, you guys, you guys had some good storylines throughout the year this year.
1: Absolutely, I mean, coming off of last year and COVID and having to create the super tournaments and you know just basically like get through the year was was definitely a challenge. So you know, 2021 was absolutely a win for Major League Fishing. You know, we we didn't have to cancel any events. You know, un- unfortunately, we had kind of had some some exemptions in that last tournament up at champlain but sure. you know overall we've, we've made it through all of our events everybody's healthy and uh yeah we're very grateful good deal
2: all right on to stage four
1: all right stage four april 30th through may 5th will be held at lake of the ozarks in osage missouri okay. i think it's pronounced osage right osage, osage? i
2: don't know david what's it, how do you pronounce it david you seem <laughs> to be the the clarification guru today
4: that one uh, I'm sorry this that's one of the very few ones I don't
2: have a correction well, figure that one out you? you got one job right you got one job figure that one Never out been so there. so you know I I like this one Joe that should be good fishing that time of year um, are we still does the the minimum weight is it still vary from from lake to lake
1: It is it depends on yeah each unique fishery whether you know what the overall population of fish is you know in each lake, so we try to hit that 70 threshold you know and mo- the majority of the fit like basically it's a sliding from one one and a half to two to two and a half okay and sides different from each fishery depending on how it's doing
2: okay all right i'll put like beside that one kg you good with that
5: yeah i agree with you that's you know that that's a That's always going to be good on the schedule.
2: Not that anybody cares what we think, KG, but we we do like it. There you go, Joe. So we do like it. All right. So stage five.
1: All right. Stage five. And this kind of goes back to your point of getting some of the angler feedback. And, uh, you know, uh, we're going uh, May, excuse me, June 4th through 9th. Stage five is going to be held at Watts Bar Lake in Spring City, Tennessee. just 40 miles up the road, uh, from Lake Chickamauga, which we are huge fans of. And it's, uh, you know, hosted by the same host organization, Ray County Tourism. Um, but some of our Bass Pro Tour anglers live on Watts Bar Lake and have touted how great it's been, how it's coming around, uh, you know, uh, Wesley Strader, John Murray, and, you know, and in addition to, you know, the other trio that live up there, Michael Neal, Andy Morgan, and uh, Jacob Wheeler. So, I mean, Quite a bit of local guys, and uh, they definitely made their voices heard. So we're heading to Watts Bar Lake, stage five.
2: Well, there's six of your top ten for championship brown, and I'm going to go ahead and <laughs> call Wheeler as your winner on this one because I had that note written down too is how many will Wheeler win out of this list when it's all said and done? So I'll, I'll go ahead and mark his name beside that one when we start writing that press release, Kenneth. You, you know,
5: you've gotten this far into it. And one of the things we hear every year from a lot of people is, and it's, you know, all the organizations is, go to places that you hadn't been kind of thing. And you, mm-hmm. you guys, you're accomplishing that with several on this list. And I think Watts Bar is going to raise a few eyebrows.
2: You know, we, we've we seen anglers <clears throat> in the old FLW Tour days, you know, on Chickamauga when it was in a decline, mm-hmm. make a move to run up and lock up to Watts Bar. And to, to to make those moves, and and we've seen a lot of you know we all the time see Tuesday nighters, Thursday nighters, and and weekend tournaments results come out of Watts Bar. They're huge. So this could be a really 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 good event for you guys, especially in early June. So
1: agreed. Who
3: else lives there? Who? Holter.
2: Oh yeah, I forgot about him. So. He's an easy one to forget about, though. So you're right. So you've got, I mean, there's, you, you, you're going to have a good population of hometown guys, or that'll be good. That'll be definitely. Real good.
1: So. definitely. Colder's got a little bit longer of a drive. He lives over in Knoxville. He's a city boy.
3: Uh, he has uh, a lake house on Watts Bar and uh, <laughs> man, oh, right. I got off that, but uh <laughs> Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> you didn't hear it from me.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm you sure it will be full that week. I can tell you oh, that.
3: It will be full. I'm sure people are already texting him. Can we see you guys?
2: Yeah, I guarantee <laughs> they are. So, where they will be once this comes out, I'll
3: tell you exactly who texted him first, James Motherfucking Watson. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> where's, where's,
2: I got, I got to find that that that, 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 that buy, beat button from the show. You got to reward bar. me on that, right? Because they were recording thing. So,
1: all right. So, uh, they stage five, stage six, headed to New York. Stage six, we are heading north, August sixth through eleventh. We're gonna get through uh, July, get through the iCast, uh, kind of summer lull right. and then uh, stage six up to new york to lake cayuga in union springs
2: that's a uh, that's an interesting lake it's a cool lake it's a great area um and uh, we've seen some other other big events come out of there recently that have done very well so that should be uh that's that's a like on my uh, on my scale kg you good with that i'm good with it okay all right and then stage seven I'm in love with this one, Joe. I'm just going to be, I know you are too. I'm in love with this one.
1: Yes. Yes. So uh, obviously uh, stage seven holds a near and dear place to my heart. Uh, it's about 30 miles north of where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> stage seven, September 10th through 15th will be held at Mille Lacs Lake in Onamia, Minnesota. Okay. Onamia. I like it.
2: Okay. Mille Lacs. Um, what's going to be the biggest smallmouth caught during that event?
1: That time of year, I'm going to say six and a half. Yep. They won't break seven, you don't think? They could. They could. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to play it uh, a little lenient here, but, yeah, a little close to my best. But, no, it's going to be an awesome, awesome event. Uh, you know, kind of mentioned having the anglers broken into groups helps us this time around. I don't think that Mille Lacs could necessarily handle an 80-boat tournament, you know, over multiple days like we do. So, sure. breaking the, down, the anglers down into groups uh, – Allows us to to come up here, and it's going to be a really fun event. I'm super excited. It's my home. I'm going to get to work with a lot of media that you know I've known and grown up with my whole life, and uh, it's going to be an awesome event.
2: And you probably you'll probably stay at home too, won't you?
1: Yeah, I'll, first time ever, I'll be sleeping <laughs> in my own bed for a Bass Pro Tour event, and probably have some guys on my couch too. So I, I,
2: I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. David, give me your uh, thoughts yeah. and feelings on this one.
4: I like. It's been a while since. Um, a bigger tournament. I, I hear the middle is on the rebound again too. So um, yeah, definitely. I think the weights are going to be good. It's going to be prime time just that as, as well, I'm a, a lot of Southern guys might find it too cold, but um,
5: I think the bite would be just right.
2: <laughs> yeah,
5: should be, They'll be trying yeah. to feed up before it gets too cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: It, it will be the fall feedback time. So we're going to have, you know, lots of big smallmouth caught and, you know, early September, that's, it's starting to get cooler here, but I mean, we've still got you know highs in the mid 70s and down into the upper 50s, 60s at night, so it's not terrible. Sure, sure.
2: That, that, yeah, it'll be it'll be about 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 right. I know. Uh, Pro surfer Brad Knight was just up there doing a little fun yeah. fishing with one of his buddies and, and caught him pretty good. So. Uh, a lot of guys head to Mille Lacs this time of year, to spend a little time over there. And, I'm, and just, so this time next year, it'll be it'll be really, really good. I'm, I'm a, I I'm might have to come up for that one too, Joe, just to kind of stay your day or two extra and do a little fishing. David, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I'm done. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Grover's I mean, like, you Ken
1: know is like. asked Pick. my copies yet? They got your names on it. Perfect. Oh, we got our James
3: things. is texting wow. you right now. I money. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so running back through this thing, February 5th through the 10th, Stage 1 at Caney Creek, Lake Dearborn, and Bussy Break in West Monroe, Louisiana. February 19th to the 24th, Stage 2 at Lake Fork, Lake Fork, Texas. Stage 3, March 2nd to the 7th at Smith Lake in Coleman, Alabama. March 23rd to the 27th, Red Crest at Grand Lake over in Tulsa. And then April 9th to the 14th, Heavy Hitters, your all-star event at Lake Palestine, April 30th through May 5th, Stage 4 at Lake of the Ozarks. June 4th through the 9th, Stage 5 at Watts Bar Lake in Spring City, Tennessee. August 6th to 11th, you're on Cayuga in Union Springs, New York. And September 10th through the 15th, Malax. And uh, say it
1: again for me. Onamia. Onamia. <laughs> yeah, I grew up there my whole life. Graduated from Onamia High School.
2: Onamia, Minnesota. So that's September 10th through the 15th. Joe, I'm I'm excited about the schedule. I mean, you know, you know us. We 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 see schedules every day from every organization out there. Sure. I'm I'm really excited about the schedule for next year.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you very much for that, and uh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's a lot of fun to kind of go to some of these smaller places. You're going to continue to see that with the Bass Pro Tour in the coming years. Uh, you know, as I, I hate to just keep. Going back to last year in COVID, but that really threw a monkey wrench and everything sure. and kind of screwed everything up, even into the start of this year. Right. So now that we're kind of coming out of it, you're going to continue to see a lot of cool fisheries like this. As and with, you know, the the legendary fisheries mixed in as well. You know, we're not just going to completely shy away from them altogether. But yeah, I agree and uh couldn't be more excited.
2: Good. Good. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and and pushing out the schedule to us, letting us be one of the first ones to introduce it. We we appreciate that. We're not going to let you go yet, though. i got a couple more questions for you. Sure. Because, you know, in my analytic mind, we've been looking at results and everything over the course of the year. And then uh, you and I have been texting and emailing, which, you know, All four of us here are huge Joe fans because, dude, if I've got a question, I just text your email and you answer me right away. If you don't know the answer, you say, I don't know. I'll call you back. I'll let you know. And one of them this year was, who was going to qualify for the BPT? And you put a pressure release out about it. And I'm going to have to eat some crow here, KG, because I was doing the math all wrong. I actually had a listener, Matt Lazenby, today correct me, and he say, CB, you're doing it wrong. You're, you're looking at points, not the actual place that they finished. So yeah. this makes a lot more sense to me now, jokes. I was about to have a little hissy fit about some of this, <laughs> but I'm not. But we talked about the qualifiers. We know there's five BPT guys that have already qualified, and then you've got five more from the pro circuit that are going to move up, Ryan Salzman, Cole Floyd, Ron Nelson, Clabian Johns, and Jeremy Lawyer. Ron was a question mark for me. Um, I know his, his average, if even by points, he was still first. But um, by finishes, he'll be seventh, which, which makes sense. But how does a Klabee Johns, who's a rookie, get that nod?
1: Well, the criteria this year that was announced to the Anglers was the top ten are moving up, and that, that ranking was not AOI ranking. It was based on whatever number was higher your AOI ranking this season, or the two-year average of your AOI. So you mentioned Ron Nelson. Uh, Ron, you know, was our AOI last year, Mm -hmm. so he was number one. This year, Ron finished 13th, so his average was 7.5. So his two numbers that he could go with are – wait, no, excuse me, 6.5. So his numbers that he could go with were 6.5 or thirteen. So you go with the, the higher number, 6.5. Right. So that's why Ron has seven, like you mentioned. Klabian, uh had a great season this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was his rookie season on tour, and he, I believe he finished. Uh, Seventh. I don't have it in front of me. Seventh? Seventh, yep. So, yeah, so his number is also seven this time around. Um, just based on the criteria, you know, he is the, the only rookie that's moving on. You have to finish inside that top ten uh, to get an invitation and he did this year so sure. that's why Clavian received the invitation. okay
2: I just I, I just assumed you probably had to have a two year average to be considered in that. Um, I understand the finishing the top 10 and I get that and, and nothing against him I'm excited for him that's gonna be great. Um, I was just figuring that you had to have a two- year average. What will change or what how will this be determined for next year because we've been on this three year two- year plan right? <laughs> A, sure. lot of, a lot of things shifting. So what's going to happen in 2022 for the 2023 season?
1: Um, like you said, <laughs> I can't answer that at this time. I don't know. I could absolutely, you know, do some digging behind the scenes and, and get an answer for you. I hope that it's going – and I expect that it's going to be the same. Okay. You know, moving forth. Every year will be on your prior two-year average or that season. Um, but I, I cannot say that for sure at this time. I could definitely, you know – you want to have me back on the show next week? I could I could get some answers
2: for you. <laughs> Don't tip me, but we may we, we may just do that. But uh, just just curious how that's going to look. So sure. uh, BPT is going to stay at eighty anglers, correct? Yes. Okay. So with five coming in, have all do, do we know have those five accepted that invitation yet to come to BPT?
1: Uh, We don't know that yet. No. And that's why we didn't announce the 80 man BPT roster yet. I mean, one event left in the year. Right. Like I said, there's a lot of things up, up in the air right now. You know, we've got some older anglers on tour that may be leaning towards retiring soon. We've got, you know, these pro circuit guys coming in who we expect to accept their invitations doesn't necessarily they mean they for sure will. Uh, so if,
2: so, let's say, one declined the infida- invitation, who does the invitation go to next? Does it go down the BPT list, or will it go down the pro circuit list?
1: It will go down the BPT list. Okay. You have to finish inside that top 10 to receive your invitation. Gotcha. And that's the way it's going to work across all of our circuits moving forward. I mean, same thing with the Toyota Series guys that are moving up into the pro circuit next year. Gotcha. You know, if you finish inside that top 10, you'll get your invitation uh, – you know, as long as the guys in the top five will decline. But once we hit that 10 mark, it's reverting back to the pro circuit guys and the guys that didn't requalify from the pro circuit. So yeah, a lot of different ways you could go with it. I realize it's extremely confusing. It took me probably a couple of days to wrap my head around it all, but I, th- I think I've got it moving forward. And and I think once the fans kind of wrap their head around it and it remains consistent, that's going to be the key. That's so.
2: That's my key point here: is consistency. Let's let's pick a pick a way we're gonna do it and stay with it because it's a moving target right now, dude. Y'all got a lot of stuff moving around, so I, on
1: how I this understand. works. And I I, I feel it. your frustrations. <laughs> uh, uh, my argument to that is: this is only year four. We're still trying to get it dialed in. To, uh, sure, know, where everybody's happy: the fans, the media, the anglers. That we want to make it easy to understand. We're we're working to get there.
2: We understand that for sure. But,
5: but really, one of the biggest advantages you guys have is is the path, the roadmap to get wherever you want to go with this. Yeah. I mean, you start you start out with you actually have high school and college. So if you start there, you got BFLs, you got the Toyota Series, uh, the the Bass Pro Tour, and then and then you know you, you go on. The key with consistency is as anglers try to move from one level to another, this is this could be a multi year plan for them they don't need to start fishing the Toyota series one year knowing that, Hey, in order to, to, to get to the next level, this is the plan. And then three years from now, they actually accomplish that, but then things change and now all of a sudden they don't make it because it changed all that time that they've put into it, the time and energy and the money and the commitment, you know, now that it's like starting all
1: over. Sure. hundred percent agree. I, I think, you know, speaking to that pathway that you mentioned, I mean, Guys like Clavian Johns, who you know qualified for the Pro Circuit via the Toyota Series the year prior and worked his way up and is now qualified for the Bass Pro Tour. Um, Jeremy Lawyer, who was the BFL All-American Champion, right, qualified for the the then FLW Tour, now the Pro Circuit, and has now worked his way up to the Bass Pro Tour and received his invitation. So uh, I think you know, we've, we've got the pathway in place. It's a huge, huge benefit for Major League Fishing. Uh, we just need to make the path less muddy, and uh, <laughs> we're working on that, no doubt.
2: Yep. No, you are for sure. What is the uh, – can you tell me the field size for the Pro Circuit for 2022?
1: Can't yet. Uh, no, we don't know yet.
2: Sorry, guys. I've been pushing this button just trying to get some info here. I, I've got all my questions <laughs> here. And like you said, top 10 next year will qualify for BPT, right?
1: Yes. At yes, top 10 finishers in the AOI standings.
2: Okay. Okay. Well, we were at what, about 160, 165 this year in pro circuit. I'm assuming that's going to be less.
1: We started with 163 this year after some sponsorship exemptions. Uh, And then, yeah, there were a couple withdrawals, medical stuff that happened. I think we ended the season around 157 or 158. Um, I, I would expect the field to be right around there. I think anything from you know, one fifty to one seventy isn't out of the question and and nothing has been decided yet. Okay. So don't quote me on that number. No, no. But Not that's just yeah, what I'm I, I think it will look like.
2: Okay. All right. And uh, I mean, just while we got to, we might as well run through these to make sure we're all on the same page. Everybody knows where I'm getting my information from, right? So I'm not speaking out of turn here. But just want to, you know, just just curious because a few years ago, before the Major League Fishing, you know, bought you guys out, y'all made an announcement that you had to requalify for the FLW Tour back you know years ago because it used to be a pay-to-play thing and anybody who owned a ranger can get in and play and that's the whole thing a lot lot of stuff happened there you guys made that move and i came on this show and said that this is a big step for flw and so i mean you guys are going the right direction we just want to you know like consistency you know we talked about that earlier consistency is key here and want to see that all right toyota points we know that 30 guys will qualify five from each division is that right Correct. Okay. So, five from each division. And so, if, let's say, Kenneth fishing the centrals, he qualifies, but turns down the pro circuit invite, where does that invite go then, too?
1: It will go down the Toyota Series standings okay. to 10th place. Okay. Once it hits 10th place, if, if you finish in 11th, unfortunately, you're not going to receive an invitation. And that, and that. Once we hit the tenth place angler, and in, and if the, we still have spots open, it will revert back to the pro circuit, and we we'll work down the pro circuit standards. Okay.
2: All right. That makes sense. Makes perfect sense. So, Kenneth, questions? I know you got them. Um.
5: Okay. It, it looked like as the season went on this past year, you guys were making a, a an effort to really have more um, on site interaction with your anglers. W- what is the plan for this coming year? uh for that with the schedule or, or or is there a plan already in place?
1: Great question. And thank you so much for asking that because I would have probably gotten a talking to you if I hadn't mentioned that. So thank you. <laughs> but the plan is to absolutely be rolling out more fan activations around the Bass Pro road tour stops each year. Now we we've, we've kind of started this year, I mean coming up at stage seven, we're we're holding this event uh in at Lake St. Clair with the uh, Bass Bruise and Barbecue Festival. They're, or yearly festival that's going on so there's going to be a lot of uh, MLF sponsors attending that a big MLF presence at that as well so we're still to determine the best way to get fans to come out to the event and we haven't figured that out quite yet you know there's lots of ideas out there whether it's you know tailgating festivals or watch parties or you know having guys come through with their trucks and doing interviews at the end but so and we're trying to determine what do people want to see? What's going to bring people out? You know, what's going to get the most eyeballs on us. And that's the challenge that we're facing of course, but we've got some big ideas for next year. Now, some of these markets that we're going to aren't necessarily the most conducive to that. I mean, uh, I love Onamia, Minnesota, but it's population 700. Right. So we're going to have to do things to, to draw fans in from all over the area. Uh, and different ways, concerts, uh, you know, barbecue cook-offs, just kind of stuff like that. You're going to see a lot more of that next year, you you know, angler clinics and seminars and stuff like that as we try to find our niche and determine the best way to have the the Bass Pro Tour events be a great fan experience as well as, you know, live stream experience. Well, to me, one of the biggest differences with, you know,
5: tournament fishing as a sport as compared to the other sports is, it's the anglers, the anglers interaction with people and people being able to ask questions and get the answers. And then they, they take that knowledge and go use it themselves. The fan interaction has to happen in
1: order for the sport to continue and grow without it. It's not going to grow. Agreed. hundred percent. And the anglers themselves love it. I mean, last year they missed it sorely with, we went, we didn't allow fans to attend whatsoever. Right. You know, this year we've had some activations depending on some of our locations. You know, we had a, a great uh, showing at Bass Pro Shops earlier this year down in Texas, you know, huge crowds coming through to, to meet Kevin and Edwin and, you know, Mark Rose and all those guys that that came out. So that was stuff like that was a great success. We're going to do more of that. Uh, Unfortunately I don't have the details saying here's exactly what we're going to do, but it's definitely a long-term goal of major league fishing. And, and if you guys have ideas, certainly (laughs) now's the time send them my way because We are up for it. Yeah. Well, you guys were raised your hand.
2: Yeah. Well, you you
3: guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys did. I mean, you were kind of in a rock and a hard place, you know, when MLF took you guys over and everything happened there. Then COVID hit, so it was it was a bit of a challenge. I, I can only imagine what you guys were going through when all that all that came came through last year.
1: Yeah, and, and we're just coming off of a great expo I mean, I don't know if David, if you had the opportunity to get there over the weekend in lacrosse But, you know, we had a lot of fans come out for that We had a very good crowd for the final day weigh-in on Sunday And everybody uh, that was at the expo, there was a kids fishing derby going on I mean, it was kind of like the old school FLW Which good. was awesome, because we haven't been able to do that a whole lot So, yeah, we look forward to doing much more of that in 2022 That's awesome
2: Michelle, what kind of questions you got? Oh, I'm sorry, Kenneth Okay, I, I was just going to add, Joe, Joe. That that's
5: why we were such big fans of FLW. It's the people, yeah. the people running the tournaments on site, the tournament directors. I still fish them. Uh, you know, I fished BFL for years, fish Toyota Series this past year. But it, it's 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 the personalization. It's the guys that you get that you have running your tournaments or helping with tournaments. Their interaction with the anglers, they care. That's got to continue. As long as you guys do that, then you know you've you've got something to work with.
1: Definitely. And it, yeah, it gets tossed around a lot, but the term the, the FLW family, and, and that's the way the organization was ran. I mean, yeah, Kathy Fennell and, and Dave Washburn and the entire team in Benton, Kentucky are, are fantastic. The tournament directors that you talk about, those guys are my brothers on the ground, you know? So like, absolutely. It's it's a great organization to be a part of. And since the acquisition, I mean, it's, it's been a natural fit. I know people maybe surprised to hear that, but it's, it's the culture has carried over and, and it's really expanding. So it's, it's a great thing to be a part of.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, Michelle, what do you got?
3: I just want David to get called because he's raised his hand a couple of times.
2: Okay,
1: David. Michelle. What I you don't got?
3: have any more questions, but I got a lot of ideas for you, Joe. Oh, we'll perfect. Take it offline.
1: <laughs> Please do send them my way. All right. Absolutely. All right, do David.
3: Do I get a cut? Do I get a commission? Cause like I just want a house and I'm poor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> depends on if we use them
3: okay fair enough I'm all right
4: all right david uh yeah so i guess I, this is a hypothetical i guess coming back to the whole ppt field i know you don't know for sure yet but we know five spots i guess because if you are taking more brand new anglers because the remaining five are uh of from the pro circuit side are current bbt guys so in the hypothetical situation because you said there might be some guys that might drop out for whatever reason that might be and it's supposed to be 80 man field if there isn't a full 80 man field let's say how does the field get filled would it be like a continuation of this year where you guys will be pulling guys in from pro circuit again to fill in for each event yeah. or
1: sure great question um and, and honestly i don't have the answer to that <laughs> i would assume i mean i don't know where else we would pull them from i mean uh, i think it would have to come from the pro circuit and moving down the standings so yeah. but again i don't know that for sure and we don't even know if that's going to be an issue uh, yeah. with one event left in the year and the roster everything i expect all that to kind of shake out i would say mid to end of october we okay. should be rolling out the rosters for both pro circuit and the bpt and kind of have everything hammered out and our ducks in order by that point to announce but yeah great question and uh
2: Unfortunately, I'm no, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that was came up. That was that was on my list too. Is if the the top four finishers from pro circuit events would move up to BPT in the events like they did this year. But I guess it really depends on you know who bites and who doesn't, and and what the rosters look like when it's all said and done. Right. So okay. All right. Well, Joe, I can't thank you enough, dude, for uh, for coming on the show for you know putting the schedule out there to us early and uh, letting us talk about it. it means a lot to us. And, uh, we really appreciate you. You mean a lot to us. We're big fans of yours. We've said that, you know, over and over again, and, uh, just appreciate all you do for us and all the other media out there and, and for the anglers, we, you know, you're, 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 one of the best at what you do, but I promise you.
1: Thank you very much, guys. I really appreciate that. And, uh, I appreciate what you guys do as well. I mean, you guys make my job easy by doing what you do. So, Thank you. One other thing, I just wanted to get out there a little yeah. nugget for you guys. We've got a uh, a new kind of uh, predictor game. It's called coming very s- not not ripping off what you guys do, but it's it's more <laughs> of like uh, we're it's going to be rolling out for expanded for next season. But we're doing a trial run here at stage seven. You can sign up starting today. We'll have like full details and announcements about it early next week. Okay, but. Uh, yeah, just I believe it's just majorleaguefishing.com/slash-predictor. You're gonna choose six questions. It's gonna be like, yeah, yeah, who's gonna who? One of the questions was who's going to win Aoi by the end of the event, it's, and it's Ott Wheeler or Ailer or somebody else. Okay. Uh, who's going to finish higher out of these five anglers? How many smallmouth are going to be caught on the final day? And you choose a number. And and so you answer these six questions. You can win a fishing trip with Skeet Reese for this one single event, uh, but we're going to roll it out next year with some expanded prizes. And so something – I know you guys are game fans, so I just wanted to get that bug in your ear as well.
2: Just stealing my stuff, aren't you, Joe?
1: <laughs> Borrowing. Borrowing.
2: <laughs> Borrowing.
1: No, no, no. It's, it's different. It's not not just what's the winning weight going to be, which, I like I said, I love your game. I'm going to win that damn trophy. This is more of a <laughs> – sponsor angler. Oh, I There's get it. It's a lot of different questions. So like, check it out and uh, let me know what you guys think. We'll do it. We will. Um, we will.
3: I'm going to win, but also with that be like, what do you know? What kind of prizes you're going to give away? Also, send CB his commission, check on that.
1: <laughs> I don't know what the prizes will look like next year. I know for this trial run for stage seven, that will be open for until the event starts uh, it's a fishing trip in California with Ski reefs. Okay. So, I mean, that would be pretty cool. And I know that there's other prizes as in addition to that for, you know, second, third, fourth place finishers and on down. So check it out and, uh, yeah, it's free to play. All right.
2: We'll, we'll do it. Joe, thanks so much for your time, brother. Take care. And uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon.
1: Awesome. Thanks, guys.
2: Well guys, there he is, Joe Opager with your twenty twenty two BPT schedule. KG, you said it wouldn't happen. It, it happened. did. It just happened. It happened. How about them apples, huh? That's awesome.
5: You know, I'm I'm excited. You know, we, we've we've kind of been giving them a hard time at times and they deserved it. It's low-hanging well, fruit. It happens, right? But they—they, they, they, I do see some changes. Like I said, I asked the question about the, uh, the 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 fans being involved more because I I have seen an effort to try to incorporate that this past year. That's something they definitely need to do uh, um, and get consistent with it. So, I, you know, just because we've given them a hard time in the past, doesn't mean things can't change in you know our outlook changes
2: with it no you're exactly right you're exactly right and, and that guy that we just talked to joe opeger he's one of the big reasons as to why you know we are kind of turning i'm kind of turning my my feelings around for it am i still a big fan of some of the guys yes am i a big fan of others no but i'm a big fan of joe's and um you know and you know he's he he's he's never not answered my questions And always, uh, always asked, you know, always give me whether I like it or not. He's always, you know, and he's pulled me aside before, like I said, and asked me directly, what's your deal with this or what's your deal with that? And then came to me and said, hey, what are your thoughts on this? And come to us with that, too. So um, you you, got to like a guy like Joe. So, well, you know.
5: Some people try to say that you're a hater and and that that's really not the case. And if anyone actually listens to the podcast more than a show or two, they would realize that you've been involved in this business for quite a while and you have a passion for it. And anybody that has a passion for something, they're going to be more vocal and more involved. Sure. You know, you, you may take you may take that in the wrong way, but you're not a hater. There's just certain things that that you're you feel strongly about and you're not afraid to voice your opinion
2: right right that's true so david you've been kind of bouncing around there
4: oh i was gonna say well just to go back to the the calendar i i think it was a really good calendar actually um uh besides what going to smith and fork those are the only two i think repeats from any of the previous calendars. but even then they're not going at the same time for the most part, whereas in the past, typically if it's a repeat, it might be like a week or two off from the previous year. So I think it's a really good year. Definitely, looking Definitely forward look, forward look, look to it. Look, look,
2: we, do, we do appreciate uh, Joe being part of the show. A quick little break. When we come back, it is open mic night here on the 200 episode. We've got a couple of guys lined up. So uh, hang tight. We'll be right back with more right here on the Anglers Channel Insider Podcast. Hey Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing?
1: Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake?
2: That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries.
1: Oh, Chris, how do you like those?
2: Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late day voltage sags. Plus they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid and they're practically maintenance free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp.
1: Okay, okay. You talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries?
2: Jason, you can visit RelyonBattery.com slash Angler's channel and use our special promo code code anglers channel for 10% off your purchase. I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today.
0: With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best Still building legends one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go. To make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro Access. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly.
2: Welcome back, folks. 200th episode of the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. This one brought to you by our friends at Pro Charging Systems. The future of marine charging is here. Find out more at dualpro.com. Excited to welcome in one of our longtime listeners, a buddy of mine, all the way from Auburn, Alabama, War Eagle, Mr. Matt Lazenby. How are you, bud?
6: Man, I'm great. War Eagle to
2: you. Did I pronounce your last name right? Because David's really been on my ass here lately about my pronunciations of things. So I think you, you got this one right. Good. You pronounced it correctly. Okay, good, you got good. it. Got you, David. See you there. I got it. He he's been on me, Matt. I mean, it's been it's been bad, been really bad. So, but uh, got uh, we got a, kind of an open mic night going on. We just had Joe Opeger on, talked about the uh, BPT schedule uh, for twenty twenty two. And uh, you didn't hear that part because we're not allowed to let you hear it just yet. But um, we can kind of tell you a little bit about it if you want to know. But uh, you and your family are relatively new to the bass fishing scene. I know your boys are, are into fishing some. And just kind of give us some thoughts and feelings on kind of the year this year on what you've seen from all the different tours and all the stuff as a, as a fan and I know you and I text and email back and forth quite a bit. You're like me. You're a spreadsheet junkie. He's, I mean, Kenneth, he's got spreadsheets for days. I'm just going to be honest with you. And he's the one that really, well, he just called me out on having the wrong spreadsheet on points for Pro Circuit. So, but. Uh, I'm I just, glad it
5: was him and not me.
2: Well, either way, you know, I mean, y'all are, I, I'm, I, listen, I'm number than a bag of rocks. Y'all know that. So. But kind of what's your anything really just kind of pushing your buttons or, or, you know, good or bad about this year, Matt?
6: You know, this year, I wasn't sure what to expect with the NPFL Mm -hmm. coming on. And I was, I've been really impressed with the humility that the ownership group there has taken the ability to take criticism, the ability to adjust their broadcast. I mean, I think, they have this, to me, the second best broadcast on the uh, Bassmaster series. Okay. okay. Um, and I, I've just been really impressed, you know, not only by the broadcast and by what they bring the fans, but, you know, also just how informative. And I feel like you, you become a better angler by watching
7: sure. and learning.
6: Um, I mean, I, I think there's, you know, you can learn, I think, from all three of the, the pro tours. <laughs> you know, whether it's the, the BPT, the Bassmaster Elite Series, um, or the NPFL. Um, I've been kind of, I don't know, I guess that's where where I'm going, is I feel like you can learn no matter um, what you watch. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I've, I was critical of the um, Bass Pro Tour, the broadcast from the very beginning. I don't feel like it has, they've made any major changes to make it a better broadcast. Okay. Um, I think the, the format, it, it is different. Every fish counts. Um, I, I think in that, or every fish over the minimal counts. Right. And I think that format had the ability to teach you about how good the 80 anglers are. or or not that are on that circuit. Um, I mean, I would love to see a map of their adjustments. Hey, here's where, here's where they were day one in practice. Here's where they were day two of practice. Right. Here's where they were knockout day one, knockout round day two. Um, Here's where they were on the elimination round. Here's where they are on the final. Right. Yeah. I want to, I would like to see where they have made the adjustments, you know, and, know, Chris, I I think about like a, you know, a professional angler being somebody that, um, you know, inspires, who who teaches um, and who, you know, really, I don't know, allows a person to dream about what is possible, you know, and then there's, there's so much then, you know, after you're done dreaming, you kind of look at the reality of the situation and you see how difficult these guys have it. Sure. You know, as far as. The cost to compete, the cost to travel, um, the financial cost to maintain everything that they're doing. Um, and then the the other cost of how much time they give away from, you know, they take away from their families um, and take away from what they have going on at home. Right. So I mean, I've just, I guess I say all that to say, you know, I, I like, you know, the professional anglers, anglers to me should be people that are, you know, inspiring you, um, inspiring the fans to want to dream to become a professional angler. Okay. Um, so I don't know. That's just kind of kind of an overview of kind of where I feel like I am. I mean, I I feel like there's just been with the the Bass Pro Tour um, and the announcement of the qualification. Um, I was kind of disappointed um, to see the the guys that got the the bump up. Um, right. I I thought, you know, there would be 10 spots opening from what we've been told. Right. Uh, I didn't realize it would not be.
2: All right. So we're talking about qualifications. And um, like you, Matt, I had the same issues. Uh, We thought it'd be 10 and 10 that are in and 10 that are out. And um, it seems like it's, it's, you know, it's not that way. We had a conversation with Joe earlier and kind of asked him a little bit more about that and um you know i don't i'm gonna go back over the course the next few weeks and i'm gonna look at especially once bpt's over with and kind of look at how everybody does it where they pull from how they pull and you know who gets the nod if somebody declines and who doesn't and then uh, and go from there so we'll get into that more here in in a future episode i'm sure i
6: don't know so that's kind of where where i was i I just thought we would we would have the opening for, you know, for 10 new anglers to join the BPT. Cause frankly, I think the BPT needs some new blood. They, you know, I was, again, a fan speaking. I was blown away by Spencer Sheffield by his 11th and his 13th Mm -hmm. and two of the BPT tours. Um, I was blown away by, uh, Jacopo and his second coming close to, yeah. you know, while he was had to, was not quite enough to win. I mean, it was impressive just to see how some of these guys that are fishing the tackle warehouse pro circuit, how they can come back in. Right. And, and do better and compete against sure. the vast pro guys. Right. So I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I feel like it's, there's so much in fishing that right now there's um, there's not a lot of transparency in any of the leaks, Um, you know, and it would be nice to have a little bit more transparency, a little bit more of a uh, information available to the public. So that way we as fans, you know, can follow along and see what's going on, um, see what's happening. Um, I mean, and I'll be honest with you in looking at it, I thought we would, we would drop 10. And one of the stories, you know, or that the BPT would drop ten. And one of the stories that I would have loved to follow is, you know, Mike McCle- Mike McClellan, with he was num- based on the past three years averages, he would have been number seventy. Right. He would have worked his way back in in the tackle Warehouse Pro Circuit. Right. You know, it's the story of the underdog, and the story of the someone working hard to get back and achieve a goal. You know, I would have loved to have been able to follow it as a friend, as a fan. You know, I would have loved to see that, sure, uh, shared and published, and so that way we can all celebrate with him when he, you know, accomplishes the goal. Sure. But instead, it doesn't seem like, as a fan, I wasn't given that ability. Well, to to watch it.
2: Well, I think for us too, for all five of us on this call right now, you know, we all work every day. And then we fish or play on the weekends, right? And mm-hmm. for the prosperity guys like Jimmy Washington we had on last week, who who won the title, um, he's a deputy. You know, he's a he's a sheriff's deputy, and mm-hmm. he was working when we talked to him on this show, and he had just won two hundred five thousand dollars. You know, two days prior. But he's our guy, right? He's the guy that's like us, that, you know, he's going to work all week and fish all weekend. And he's made that level to where he's now a pro. He's making money doing it. Yeah, he's paying his fees, but he's making money doing it. And that's the guy we follow. I don't know how many of the 80 guys on the BPT that when they come home from an event, they go back to a full time job. I would say less than five. And, and you know, just thinking out loud. So, while that's the upper echelon of that group, our guys that we look up to are those pro circuit guys because that's the guy that's doing what we, what we want to do one day, and that's mm-hmm. you know, work towards fishing for a living. I think. And so, you know, I know a number of Elite Series guys that they, you know, a lot of those guys come back and go to work. And so, when 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 they're not on tour, so it's uh it's it's a different deal for us working guys, you know, that look up to. Some of these other guys in sport, you know, growing up for me, I was always a Denny Brower fan, and that dude was a brick mason, I want to say, you know, as he as he you know came up in fish term and things like that, and so you know that was always my guy that I looked up to, that I thought was one of my heroes in this sport. So um, I'm with you. I like following those stories. I like seeing where they lead and, and where they go. And you know, when the BPT came out, it was no entry fees. And it was really a big deal because guys who qualified for it at this time, they could really start making some cash, right, because they're not having to pay for anything. And rumor has it that there may be, you know, somebody – they may not have entry fees coming up in the next year or two. I don't know. We, I, I didn't ask Joe that question. I should have. But, um, you know, if, if that's the case, then, you know, these five guys are getting in. If they take the invite, they could really – really do some some damage and, and, and really kind of change their life. So
6: right. Yeah, I mean I don't know. I I just wish they were taking more than five. Uh, yeah, you know, I just wish that we had that that open where the bottom the bottom ten drop off and there is not the we go down the list. We don't allow people you know, You know, we're getting rid of proving that they can't perform because, you know, while while we do live in a country where there's tons of abundance and you can be and do anything you want to and make a living at it, you know, for the tournament circuits, we are focused on performance. Sure. And, you know, I want to see the best performer win in a tournament. And continue to go on on the top level. <laughs> if you're not top level, go down a level.
2: I, you know, not to not to bring up anything here, but you're an Auburn guy. I'm an Auburn guy, and you know, one of our championship quarterbacks just got cut from an NFL team today. Right, a starter, been a starter his whole NFL career, and got cut, and now a rookie quarterback's going to come in and take over. And um, that's yeah, whatever. <laughs> And that's – I mean, <laughs> you're right. I mean, that's – we want to see those top guys perform, and we want to see those that aren't. You know, there's a handful of guys on that BPT roster. Need to retire. Need to go away. Need to try to requalify for this deal. And uh, you got the same in the Elite Series. You've got the same in the Pro Circuit. That's why years ago when they announced you had to requalify for the FLW Tour when it was a tour, I got so excited because you couldn't just pay to play anymore. You couldn't mm-hmm. pay your way in. And I mean I had I had buddies that fished team tournaments and BFLs and they're like, Well, I'm gonna be a pro and they paid their money or got somebody to pay their money. And they went and fished F L W tour and they donated a lot of money. They're like, By God, I'm a pro and they kept fishing it and never did anything with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's not the way to be a pro, in my opinion. You know, I mean these guys are are you know, are, or, or, you know, really fighting for this deal. So it's, uh I, I was excited to see that, but a uh, lot's changed. So, Kenneth?
5: You know, to, to, to add your comment about you wish they would move down the pro circuit list instead of jumping back over to the Bass Pro Tour, you know, the... Uh-oh, KG. That these guys can fish multiple i got you you know they they set the schedule so these guys can fish you know both the pro circuit and uh, the BPT schedule so if if you're an angler on BPT and you're you know maybe you're struggling you're getting close to that that cut line you know you would have the opportunity to fish the pro circuit you know and, and and still make it back in you know that route they don't have to necessarily jump back over the best the pro tour you know, as long as you finish well enough in the pro circuit, you still have the chance to stay in the Bass Pro Tour. Right. It's just not within the Bass Pro Tour. So I I, I, I kind of agree with you to an extent on the fact that it is a little disappointing they don't go down the list um, further in the pro circuit.
2: I I would have liked to have seen 10 pro circuit guys get in. And if those five guys that were in the top ten, that's fine, they can requalify. But I still would like to have seen ten come back in, you know, from the pro circuit and, and been there. You know, like in the opens, like let's say you got an elite series guy, I mean, is is it do it, don't don't they go down if you're already qualified as a as an elite series angler and you're in the top three in the um, the points. And points, and again, this is what I was talking about earlier about wanting to go through it. I'm always speaking out of turn, but I want to say they go they go down the open list to give more guys an opportunity to come in and play, is what I say. And um, and I, I, I'm not bashing anybody. I'm very thankful for our content tonight. But you know, I don't think I, they do
5: actually because that's that's how, or maybe I'm thinking of classic. It may be different from classic and
2: elite series qualification. It, yeah, I believe it is. Well, well
6: but, on, for elite series, they go down. So if someone's already in the elite series. They go down a spot in the opens.
2: Right. That's what I thought.
6: And, and, and that's what I like. I mean, because the other thing is, I mean, had, you know, I didn't feel like i I feel like i tr- I cover the sport or, or listen to the sport and follow the sport. You know, I didn't realize they weren't taking the the t- 10 total until you and Chris, you had mentioned it on the show after reaching out to Joe a few weeks ago. Right. I mean, that changes my perception as a fan. Like, so now no longer are they got these guys in the pro circuit, the underdog, you know, they're also fighting against the, the Michael Neal, the Skeet Reese, the Lucas, Mm -hmm. the Meyer. I mean, you know, yes, I said, you know, Mike McCollin, but Mike McClellan, but you know, if we had dropped the top, the bottom 10, Based on what I what I'm calculating, he would have been he'd been the 70. 70th person mm-hmm. that would have to be out based on where the season is right now.
2: And and I don't mind him requalifying through Pro Circuit. I just wanted I just want to make I just want there to be 10 PC guys that get in.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree with I'll, he would requalify. But for the other guys, I mean, as a fan, I mean, in a way, I'm kind of rooting against him. Right. I'm rooting against Ski. I'm rooting against Michael Neal. I'm rooting against Justin Lucas. I'm rooting against Cody Meyer. You know, because, I wouldn't be because upset if they blew up a motor. Sure. And they couldn't make it back to a weigh-in. And I don't think that the management team at the Major League Fishing you know, really takes that into account because now, if I follow the pro circuit, these anglers are no longer a – Hero per se, but now they're cast as a villain for the up and t- up and comer and the underdogs. Right. I mean, and that's to me that puts you that puts me in a faintness, kind of a weird place because now I'm kind of rooting that they have failure that the guys from the BPT who are just fishing the pro circuit for fun. Um. Now, if I want someone new in. So I'm rooting for them to fail. Sure. Is that really what, how pure fishing, how loose, how all the sponsors in the industry want me to feel towards their brand? Right. That I want their spokesperson or one of their spokespeople to fail. I don't know. I just, to me, it just sits wrong. And (laughs) I mean, it's, it's how I feel.
0: Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, and it's, that. I don't
6: know. It's to me, it's weird. It's weird that the smartest people, quote unquote, in the fishing industry have devised this system. I mean, it, to me, and it's, I feel sorry for Joe because <laughs> this is, is like a PR nightmare.
2: <laughs> and it's consistently I mean, changing, right? It's a moving target. I heard that on another podcast Day, It's a moving target and it continues to move. And I was on another podcast probably two or three weeks ago, and you know the 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 host uh, Keith asked me he said should there be should there be a commissioner in bass fishing? And at that time I said no, but after reading rules and after listening, you know, and you correcting me today on you know their their finish versus the points and and this and that, one's points, one's finishes, one's how many wives you have or how many girlfriends you have, how many fish you caught and I me mean, you didn't catch. Everybody's different. It's like mm-hmm. we need one set of rules, one set of you know we're going to use points. We're going to do this. You're going to qualify this. That's what it's going to be. You set this in stone three years ago. It's going to stay that way. Okay, you got a COVID drop. That's fine. We're still going to do it. You know there there needs to be some kind of because those you know I, you know Matt, I don't know you know you look at it, but not a lot of guys care. They wait till it comes out on EnglishChannel.com. They're going to read it. It's like, okay. Great. He's in. He's out. how that happen? Or they don't care. But those of us that have been in this forever, we're looking at going, why did he get there? What happened to that guy? He had a hell of a year. He finished 10th, so why didn't he get in? Why is it this guy and not that guy? So that's that's where I get a little bit out of shape because I know these guys, right? We're, we're friends with them, right, Michelle? We're friends with them. We know them. We, we want to see them do well, and they get so close. And Kenneth, you made that point. Earlier, that you know, you've got guys that have been doing this for years and years and years and years and years. Guys that fish BFLs and BFLs and BFLs, and said, "I want to go fish Toyotas," and they're fishing Toyotas, and they're fishing three different circuits, and they're working, 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 and they finally get there. Oh, you change the rules, shit. It could it could be a six-year process. It could be, and when the rug gets pulled right out from under them. Yeah, I mean, what 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 happened? You know, so yeah, it's it's always something there, and um, it's definitely you know, it, it's it's frustrating. For sure, so frustrating for sure. So
5: I will, I will say this, Matt. You made the comment: fishing pro circuit just for fun.
2: Some of those guys have made money doing it. Oh, a lot of money. A lot. Of, Mike McClellan's one of them. Mike McClellan's one of them. Don't 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 look at that yeah, anyway.
5: There's a few of them that may only be surviving because of the pro yeah. circuit.
2: Yeah, you're right.
5: Yeah.
6: according to the site, he made fifty six thousand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> i've got i've got those stats somewhere too i'll have to find them so but uh matt thanks for jumping on here with us tonight we got a run we got one more caller coming in and uh thanks for jumping on here thanks for your opinion and i imagine we'll have you back on here for too long so
6: thanks man y'all have a good one it's uh, glad to be on enjoy All right. your evening and uh, hopefully, we'll see everybody out on the
2: water soon thanks buddy. it's,
5: it's good to hear from you instead of reading your text <laughs>
2: <laughs> he didn't realize i screenshot those texas involved it's on everybody so we all talk about them so matt thanks so much we'll talk to you soon buddy i
6: right, talk to you guys later mm-hmm. See you.
5: I feel like Isochill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time, and most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off, and I don't feel like I get that same fatigue, and a lot of that benefit comes
1: from what I'm wearing.
5: Sun protection, breathability, comfort, Isochill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water
0: longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations.
6: Whether day or night, I love to tie
2: one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on.
1: I don't care who's looking,
2: I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on.
5: You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on.
7: Come on, man, join the Stray King team. All you gotta do, tie one on. (laughs) I think I always tie
2: one on welcome back folks anglers channel insider podcast 200th episode open mic night tonight the back half of the show brought to you by strike king lure company to lose rods and reels products made for winners excited to welcome in another longtime listener mr warren beard warren how are you bud
7: i'm good good
2: welcome to the anglers channel insider podcast
7: thanks for having me Chris.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. So you said you've listened to a few shows, and uh, I know you you texted a bunch and, and won a few things from us as well. So, what's on your mind
7: tonight? Um, just uh, one of the one of the questions we asked the other week about professionalism in the bat, the bass industry and fishing is, and just in general. Um, I think I think it is a select few that are professionals. And I think the way it's gone now with the MLF uh, MLS dropping down, taking away one, then of course the national stepping in as well. Um, I think it's become two fast masses and a major league fishing as professionals and the other two are AAA. Okay. So
2: who do you, who are you, who do you see as triple A?
7: Um Right now, the National Professional Fishing League
2: and the tackle warehouse. Okay, the pro
7: circuit. Yeah,
2: well, it's it's certainly if you look at the, the the scheme of things, it's certainly the the lower tier to the Bass Pro Tour there, uh, for yeah. certain. Um, the way that the way that sets up. How do you compare the National Professional Fishing League to say the Bassmaster Opens?
7: Uh, I would say having missed those i'd say they're they're equal to
2: okay all right yeah and the and the toyota series as well
7: uh no i mean, no not the Toyota. The tech, i'll be more like the takeaway house and the above
2: okay all right i got you i got you so which do you follow the most of the elite series or the uh, bass pro tour
7: uh definitely the uh bass, definitely definitely follow that um only being in bass fishing for the last five six years okay um i grew up in australia moved here in, uh into the u.s in '05 and was in the uh motor racing industry in the spring cars dirt track racing and having fished in australia and then doing the third track, dude, I didn't have much time to fish. And then uh, moved moved to Worcester, Massachusetts. I uh, got away from the racing and then had time to go back fishing again.
2: Okay, all right, that's that's pretty cool. So I'm assuming you're a big Carl Yockelson fan.
7: Yes, <laughs> yes, he so, came so so on the scene when I was getting into it, and uh, yeah, it was pretty one that the first event. I can always remember watching Bassmasters, Carl uh, Gunnersville.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was uh, that was really awesome. And I, I, I forgot to say this earlier, but a big congratulations to he and Kayla. I mean, expecting a baby Jakobson, That's I don't know. That's that that's scary to me, Warren. A little bit, kind of. I mean, imagine the accent from Idaho and Australia. You know, in there, that's going to be interesting, right?
7: I know. i uh, like I said. I've been here since 2005, and people still look at me a weird look. Where, where are you from? <laughs>
2: Hey, in Alabama, I've been in Alabama for ten years. They still give me weird looks too, so it's okay. And I'm not—I don't, I don't have near really the accent you have. So, so uh, from Massachusetts. So, how much fishing do you get to do? Uh,
7: I fish as soon as the water's warming up or the waters open. So it uh, freezes over. I'm not—I'm okay. not into the ice fishing.
2: No, no ice fishing. Me either. Our yeah. water doesn't get hard down here like like y'all's does. That's for sure. So, so a big Carl fan. Who else do you follow?
7: Uh, I follow um I I like to follow uh, Brandon Polinick. I like definitely him and then probably Gerald you, know, you gotta follow Gerald using that Gerald swindle Gminel. Sure good for a laugh. Yeah. And then um well Matt Penrak right now, you gotta I I gotta follow him. I've been following him on the bats open, watching him. He's gonna be great to watch from Brent Hallman. Yeah, and then the one Keith Collins because I like to crank, I like break out a flow and crank. So that's all, that's that's another guy I like to watch.
2: That's uh, that's awesome. That's very cool, um, David. So
4: since you're from the what, the, the Northeast,
2: there uh, are you a freshwater or saltwater
4: guy or both? fresh uh, freshwater. Okay. Okay. Interesting.
2: David's nowhere near saltwater, so I'm I'm curious as to why
7: you ventured into well, that. So.
4: Well, some of the guys I know from that you know northeast area, they they tend to do both. Yeah. so that's where he's,
7: Big, yeah. yeah. There's 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 definitely. Well, I'm, we're probably an hour from Boston and a bit further to the Cape, so uh, you can definitely go. I know I got friends I work with here in Worcester that go uh, saltwater fishing.
2: Big striper fishing up there, I would imagine.
7: So. Yeah, in the in the canal. Yep.
2: Yeah, big, uh, big striper fishing, so that's are, cool. Are
7: you a tournament guy? Do you fish tournaments? No, I don't. It's something one day I like to get into, just it's it's the competitive side. Um, so I got two young boys, 12 and 10, and uh, uh, that, that's my uh, full-time, or second job, keeping up with them and taking them okay. fishing.
2: So what's your full-time job?
7: Uh, I'm an assembler at a, a place called Kenifax and food provider, So Okay. Very cool. We do do a bunch of different stuff, but yeah, it's, there's always something something different going on, and keeping busy.
2: That's uh, that's that that's awesome. So, so big Bassmaster fan, um, but uh, you got to admit that the the National Professional Fishing League's been kind of impressive this year. A lot of cool, you know, kind of some personalities of some guys coming out there.
7: That, that, definitely, um, uh, with. Luke Duncan and, um, and um, Dudley. Uh, Dudley, yes. Yeah. Dudley, that's in fact, has been an interesting combination to watch. And uh, I really, really have enjoyed that. And they've really pushed their angles, which I think is really, really great today. They, they've, they've tried to bring their angles up so the, the watchers, the followers can uh, get to know and enjoy. Because I think that's part of it, getting to know. The back back of the anglers sure
5: sure sure and uh go ahead Ken. you know he, he's pointing out something that that i talked about earlier in the show um you know what to me what the biggest difference with with fishing than all the other sports is the interaction between fans and the anglers and how you know it can become personal you know that you, you have a you can make a connection he mentioned you know he he watches combs because he wants to learn about crankbaiting. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's what happens to all of us is we kind of gravitate towards, you know, a couple of anglers based on, you know, either what we want to learn or there's, there's some kind of a connection we make. Sure. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, the Carl connection, that, that was an easy one to pick out, but he, he's able to make a connection there. They've got something in common. And and that's, that's where, I, that's how the sport started. That's how it got popular. And that's how it has to continue. So these anglers have to find ways of connecting with their fans and staying real. And then the organizations need to make sure that they do a good job of giving the fans the opportunity to meet these anglers on site during these events.
2: Right. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and, and
5: I I mean, he's an example yeah, of why that track. has to happen. Sure. Sure. Have you
7: they ever – On the third track like after the races, you can go into the pit and the drivers will be in the back of their trailers to sign autographs, try and sell a T-shirt um, and just have that interaction. You know, young kids getting, looking up, I've, like you said, I'm usually getting a car ready to go to the next racetrack, but You see these little kids walk up and they look up and they're looking at these drivers, the guys that just put it all on the line. And sure. I, I, the thing is the same, my boys want to want to go one day to a classic or go out to New York and see these guys.
2: Well, you didn't hear it from us, but the BPT will be in New York um, next year. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of them will. So I was, yeah. was going to ask: Have you been to a pro to a pro event at all? you been to a tournament yet?
7: No, I haven't. No, uh, I was supposed to go uh, 2020 to the Sabine, Um and uh, I had a holiday down south, and that actually worked out perfect in COVID here. So we, uh, yeah, I missed that unfortunately.
2: Well, you know, there's two things about Sabine. There's there's pros and cons there, right? The pro is it's a big party and it'd be a really good time. The con is the fish aren't big and it's hot as all get out. Went down there, so it's a it's a whole different world compared to Massachusetts. So, but uh, yeah, you need to make a tournament sometime soon when you can. I think you'd really enjoy it and your boys would too. So for sure so well Warren thanks so much for being a uh, being a listener of the show Uh, thanks for being you know one of the textures that that text us all the time on the hotline and uh, hopefully one day we'll get a chance to meet you in person and shake your hand
5: yeah that'd be great great.
7: thanks for taking part of the uh, uh, uh,
2: thanks for taking part of the 200 episode and we look forward to talking to you again soon
7: okay thank you very much again thanks Thanks, buddy
2: we'll see you Well, guys, open mic night is over. It's been a hell of a show so far. Um, David, we got a little U-pick'ems. So we won't even talk about those. We'll probably just wait till next week.
4: I think Michelle wants to see if, uh, if what, the, the trophy's going to have yeah, to be we'll we, somewhere.
2: We'll take a quick little break. When we come back, we'll uh, we'll run through some u pickums and then we'll get you guys back on the water right here. Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Hey Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out
1: fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake?
2: That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries.
1: Oh, Chris, how do you like those?
2: Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity so I don't have any late-day voltage sacks. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead-acid and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some
1: on batteries?
2: Jason, you can relyonbattery.com slash Channel and use our special promo code Channel for 10% off your purchase. Now I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Rely on Lithium today.
0: From dawn to midday to dusk, the sun's rays dance across the water, and the sparkling light beckons. The abundant shorelines invite you to play, or sail, or simply behold. This is where champions fish, and families gather to unwind. It's Lake Hartwell, and Anderson is the gateway to its wonders. Walk on a pier, float all day, and restore your soul in this beautiful oasis. Visit Anderson, South Carolina's bright spot. Discover more at visitanderson.com and visit lakehartwell.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Welcome back folks,
2: Angler's Channel, Insider Podcast, and if you're still with us, bless you. That's all I got to say. Like Kenneth just said off air, two hours for 200, I'm going to give away a big, big, big package to the second texture, 222, get it, second texture to 256 535 one seven, the X-Zone Hotline, brought to you by Trick Trickstep. Uh, we'll do a quick little rundown real quick of the you-pick'ems. If you're wondering why there's not a you-pick'em email this week, it's because I screwed up. I'll be real honest with you. I just flat screwed up, folks. I swear I sent the email out to go. It did not go. I did not realize it until later in the day. It was too late to send it out. But it's okay. There's only four events on the roster this week because of Labor Day weekend. Um, speaking of which, be safe. Don't be stupid uh, this weekend. But with that said, I will add more events throughout September. We've got a $250 gift card to Under Armour Fish, to uafish.com, coming up for the month of September. A big, big deal. It's going to be a lot of fun. we got some really good prizes coming up for October and November and then December. And then uh, we'll go. I mean, I'm trying to find one of them big Karate Kid trophies too. You know, at the end, but we'll uh, we'll see what we do. So, all right, David, some Sportsman's Warehouse bass wrap up real quick. Toda Saint Lawrence, I mean, it was just a freaking bass fest. Is all it was, wasn't it?
4: It definitely was. Uh- the top three guys never changed throughout the whole entire. Their placement changed, but uh, no surprise here. The uh, One of the Under Armored Johnston brothers, uh, that would be Chris Johnston, led a wire to wire with a 77 pound and 15 ounce limit
2: or 15.14 average fish. Kenneth, what do you think 27 pounds, six ounces of small mouthful looks in your life well? It's like a meat oh, wagon. I, I have to imagine it because I have not witnessed it personally. God, I mean, it's, I, that that would be awesome. Live well, full of tigers. Live well, I like live well, full of tigers. I, I like that. Corey was second at seventy-one ten with a four-point-seven-four average, and then Justin Atkins at 70 oh seven with a four-point-six-seven average. Our buddy Brent Crow finished sixth in that event. So, and uh, we got Brian Thrift was sixteenth. Ike was. 20th and uh Cat was 22nd I didn't go any further than that in the list but uh 7715 for the win Dale McCullum 9 grabs the you pick on point and um Michelle was 6510 grabs the AC look hmm. at her she's getting she's getting getting feisty now she's ready to go so all right the cash on Cayuga I know who won I don't have a weight have the weight either, so I know that uh
4: Mister Palm that's a replied to you, but
2: that's the opposite of what we need. Exactly right. So we have the uh, have the winners with no weight, so we're waiting on that one. So how about jo- Joe Bass on Palm Terre?
4: All right. So on that event, there the team of Kelly Jones and Roger Satterfield won with a twenty point zero four pound weight.
2: Eric Storms comes in first with a nineteen sixty five. Weight on his, and um, I grabbed that point at 1820, so I will take it. So, good job well, I'm trying, trying really hard. So, all right, what else you got, David? All right, next up is the ABA D126
4: event on Stockton, and the winner there with uh, he also won Big Bass there as well, but with 1695, Justin Angel took the W on Stockton Lake.
2: So, you found that you found those results. Mm-hmm. I did not find that one. So, okay, <laughs> I will have to get. Um, is, he, is he doubting you,
5: David? I'm not doubting. I'm, doubting I'm
4: not, thing. I'm not. I don't he has low expectations, which is probably justified.
2: <laughs> I, I looked and I could not find it, so I just assumed that it was not there, but uh, that's okay. I keep on. Keep on keeping on. David's on the secret list. I'll find the... <laughs> uh, I'll have to look back and find the uh, find the deal here in just a minute. So, I don't have a winner for that one yet, but I will find it and I'll report back here shortly. So, all right. And Joe Bass on Truman.
4: All right. And then finishing up in Missouri here, Truman Lake. Uh, that event was won by the team of Marty Watson and Doug Long. They caught... A twenty fifty-eight stringer with the big best as well, which is a six fifty-three, but twenty fifty-eight for the W there.
2: Twenty fifty-eight. Stanley Carper, who won, I believe, July. Um, he was the winner there with twenty twenty for the for the U and point. and uh young David with a sixteen eighty-eight grabs the win in uh, in that one. So if you're scoring from home. Matthew Shepard and Donnie Hardy are tied at two apiece, and the other ones are asking me what's going on down here. And then uh, currently, Michelle and I are tied at four, and David has five. So um, I'm gonna let uh, I'm gonna take a quick little break. I'm gonna hit pause for just a second. And I'm going to step back here to my other computer and we're going to find out the weights on this. Uh, or do we need to wait till next week? We can wait till next week. No.
3: You know? No. We gotta, okay.
2: I won't yeah, think you need to wait. I'm going to push pause.
1: You're
3: going to say, remember, I'm saving you on the <laughs> island. We need to know. Uh, I unfortunately,
5: take y- it. Y- your one vote probably wouldn't help me. No.
2: So Guess please, please hold. All right. We've had our pause. I've come back. And if anything, this just solidifies the winner. Okay, especially for the you them for us, but because even with the cashing, there's no way this could this could change at this point. Um, but um, 1693 for the win. Michael Hunt 1689 grabs the uh, grabs the win there. So let me check and see on this list. He was not part of that, so we will move on. Uh, we can wait for the cash-in results, which I will do so, but I have a feeling Matthew Shepard's going to win the U-Pick'Em for the simple reason being Danny Hardy did not play this last week. While they were tied it to a piece, Danny Hardy did not get his, re- his picks in for the final week of August, and um, so Matthew Shepard wins the tiebreaker for the U-Pick'Em. So, Matthew, congratulations. We will uh, I will reach out to you and we will get you fixed now, up now
5: wait a minute what if someone nails the tournament you don't have result from someone could come from behind
2: they could they could but it's it's highly unlikely but I will keep it I will keep an eye on if they do they will have co-winners so this has already announced it but we'll we'll look at it and see but what did happen was David won the point with 1690 on um, that one so David gets to keep the trophy for another month uh, considering he's only had it like a week, <laughs> he should get to keep it for another month. But uh, so David gets to keep it for another month. Congratulations, David. Uh, where did my sound, my sound bites go? They are, yeah. congratulations, buddy. Proud Good of you. Way to go! Way to took go. Took too
4: long to finally make it work out, but you know, i like to think my baby's mama and uh, <laughs> mom. Or did we really BG just go? You're not there?
3: playing.
2: That helps. That helps. No, he, so, he would have won either way. So coming up uh, next, or coming up this weekend, or I'm sorry, on Sunday night uh, before Labor Day, coming up the you pick them will be posted Monday morning. The email will go out, and we will add a few events throughout September to kind of make up for my effed up lack of ability here for um, for the first week of september so i apologize for that so we are currently down to let me find my little running clock here real quick we are nine minutes to go in uh, in this show so michelle you had some some thoughts and salutations and comments there you wanted to bring up
3: i'm just gonna say one thing and okay. i'm not trying to stir the pot or start a riot or anything but I'd really like to see the bass fishing industry adopt NASCAR's DQ policy.
2: Okay. As which, is, after... which is what?
3: So I don't know a lot of the behind the scenes things as far as like what happens after they get DQ'd, fines, anything like that. But NASCAR does their post race inspection, right? So-and-so, they post it on Twitter. I think they probably do a press release too. So-and-so's DQ'd, so-and-so moves up to second place. I don't know if their points are taken away, if their money's taken away. I don't know that. But they leave it at that. They don't comment. They don't do anything else. These are the rules. That's it. Bottom line. Bye.
2: Okay. Does there need I'll, I'll then I'll post this question to to you guys. Does there need to be a commissioner in bass fishing? KG.
5: Um I I don't it, I don't think see how that would
2: work. Well, I think it, I, I I think the question I is, mean, is does technically
5: it, one of them does have a commissioner,
2: but so yeah, sometimes. But I mean, this it, it'll never be adopted. It'll never be taken into consideration. But should there be like a not a governing body, but a governing body that says you tally points this way, you do things this way in terms of points. You can have your field, however, right? You can do your five-day, six-day, ten-day, four-day, three-day, whatever. But you're going to do points this way. You're going to do, you know, things that way. I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. What is that?
5: Um. Okay. I- I'll take you back a little ways. The anglers actually had a chance to kind of pull this into themselves when they had the PAA years ago.
2: They did. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly and, right. And they couldn't make that work.
5: I, I'm not sure a group of anglers can make it work, which may actually lead to what you're trying to point out is they need someone to help kind of, kind of put it all together. But I, I, unfortunately, what, what's going to happen is greed is going to get in there. Right. And I, I don't know that the, I don't know that a commissioner would ever work because it, it would turn into greed and someone it's going to be all about money and it's not, it's just not going to work for the masses.
2: No. I I agree with that. David, what is the – isn't there like a professional angler association? That's the PAA, but isn't there like a group or something that's based up north, I want to say?
4: There is. I forget what the actual name of it is, but there is a – is it still the – is it the NP?
5: It's it's National Professional Angler, NPA. Something Maybe,
4: like that, NPA. Yeah. something like that. There is, a, but they are based up in this in my neck of the. The moon, National so.
2: Professional yeah. Anglers Association, yeah, is what that. I is. think they have a conference coming up in October. They do, they do. As a matter of fact, so uh, I need to read a little more about that and see what they're about and what what that's happening. That that could be. You're right, and and that's where I, I'm with you on that. PAA couldn't make it happen. They had their own events. They had their own thing going. And it could have been really good, and um, but you're right. Greed is, plays a lot into this, from owners to everybody, really.
5: And, and back then, if they would have stayed organized, it would have filtered into the other. It would have filtered into uh, bass. It would have filtered into FOW. At the sure. time. And, and the anglers could have had, you know, the ability to kind of control how things are and kind of get things more consistent. But I, I, unfortunately, this sport is. It's, it's a personal deal. Right. These anglers are not on teams. They don't get paid by organizations. They get paid by, you know, what they do for themselves. And it, they're, they're just inherent. There's a little bit of, I don't want to give somebody what I've got. Right. You know, that's why these guys don't talk about their sponsorship deals and all that stuff. Some of them don't necessarily want the other guys to know how to do it. Sure. Because it's a competition. I mean, you know, they, they not only compete on the water, but they're competing off the water for these dollars from sponsorships as well. Sure they are. So there's a lot of things that they don't talk about, and it's and it's because they kind of need to keep it close to the vest. Right. Right. No, I agree. David?
4: I guess, the, I don't know, since Michelle kind of brought a motorsport uh, type of analogy, I, I'm trying to relate to that. So, like, like – when it comes to governing body, I guess the biggest thing is if we have like an entity like NPAA doing it, some of these guys that are in charge with MLF, BASS, egos are going to come into play. They're, they're going to say that we're, we're above what you guys are. So why are you guys telling us what to do? So I think it's going to be hard for some like that to fly or if not fly long enough to really make it work. Um especially with what, cause you want yeah, BPT with their own unique format. And so, I mean, I think if everything was five fish format and maybe that was a bit, might be a bit more straightforward, but I think it's going to be too hard to make it fly.
2: No, I agree. So we'll just stay confused and, um, as ever. So. Um.
3: I mean, I get it, but at the same time, if you're thinking about it from the motor parts, motorsports perspective, the NASCAR rules don't necessarily apply, apply to, like, the SRX series. The ro- rules are different. So if the organization themselves just straight up said these are the rules, no exceptions, then that's the way it's going to be. The unfortunate thing is, like you guys are saying, the egos and they're scared and all the rest of the things, that's the unfortunate circumstance.
5: Right. You know, it kind of kind of goes back to, um, what was it, FLW years ago when, uh, was it Christensen that, that was caught cheating, but then they never really gave us the, the details? Yeah. I, I know I'm going back a ways, but he apparently had fish in baskets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from the, from the reports, they pretty much had, I mean, caught him very easy, but they kind of swept that under the rug and they kind of agreed to, hey, we'll no longer associate, you know, fish tournaments anymore. We'll sweep this under the rug, you know. That really never came out, the details, still to this day that I know of.
2: Right, right. No, you're right. You're right. And uh, it's – yeah. Yeah, uh, you're right. It's it's a bad deal. So, Food for thought. That's it. Food for thought. Well, I am going to do the – I am going to go through and I'm going to look at all the different leagues and all the different tournaments on how they qualify, or requalify. what list they go down specifically the Opens. Opens are coming up next week. We've got another Northern next week, I believe, the last one. And so we've got – got to look at who's going to qualify from that. Um, we've got, you know, a, a current Elite Series guy leading that in Polinic, but he's not going to fish the last event. So he's, he's going to slide down. Guys are going to slide up. But how does that look in the grand scheme of things? So I really want to kind of lay that map out. I, I want to be the ones that kind of break that confusion across the board. Uh, because obviously, I'm way too invested in it now with as much crap as I've got going on to, uh, to, to not want to bring that confusion out. So, but I do want to thank Matt for uh, last and for getting me straight on the points thing today. Um, that was a big help, and now I've got a whole new spreadsheet to build. So, yay me. So, way to go. But, guys, this has been two hours of the 200th anniversary – or 200 episodes – no anniversary, God Almighty. 200th episode of the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast. Couldn't think of anybody better to spend it with than you guys. Cannot thank Joe Opeger enough for coming on, for trusting us with the BPT schedule. For those of you that don't know, we record this on Tuesday night. It comes out on Wednesday morning. So we got this thing about 12, 12 to 18 hours ahead of when anybody else is supposed to get it or see it. And they trusted us with – Joe trusted us with uh, this information. And um, stupid excited to get this out to you guys. Glad you guys can hear it here first. And um just really thankful for Joe and MLF for uh, for doing that. Um, and like I said, Joe's been a longtime friend of mine. He did confront me one time and say, what's your problem with BPT? We had a long heart-to-heart about it. And uh, I was very blunt. And uh, we're still friends. So how about them apples? Ain't that cool? But uh, great guy. And I, I can't thank you guys enough for being part of this show as well. So. Well, we just kind of sit around and kick things around. Well. We're, we're good at that, aren't we? So, we are definitely good at that. So, with that said, we do hope you guys will subscribe, rate, and review the show. And of course, you can always chime in 256 535 3217. The X Zone Hotline brought to you by Trick Step. On behalf of our guest tonight, the one and only PR director for Major League Fishing, Mr. Joe Opogger. There you go, David. Got it right that time. <laughs> For uh, our uh, open mic guys, you. Matt Lazenby, Warren Beard. For the AC Circus guys, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and Labor Day weekend. As always, God bless good fishing. Put that life jacket on. Buckle that son of a bitch up. Make sure that kill switch is hooked up. And what do we say, Kenneth? Don't take it personally.
7: Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource.